for the first time in American history, a former president of the United States has taken a mugshot. Donald Trump surrendered at the Fulton County Jail yesterday where he was given an inmate number and fingerprinted. It was weighed. Trump was processed on 13 felony charges over alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. That's uh, Mika Brzezinski. I guess we live in the United States. Because that was United States, right? She said United States. Is that the United States of America? Is there just one? And now Led Zeppelin. A former president of the United States has taken a mugshot. Ah, the United States of America. I hadn't heard that until it just played there. She is uh, really not the brightest knife in the constellation, is she? No, she's not. Well, welcome back. Hour number three, Friday. Uh, and honestly, I'm, I'm still marveling at this. The billions and billions stolen from the COVID relief funds, which they just threw all over the place because our government is a train wreck. Honestly, of course, when there is a train wreck, our government barely goes there. Do they? That's pretty amazing stuff. So the latest go around $1.4 billion, just in the latest thing. Uh-uh, uh-uh, just amazing. $1.4 billion in COVID relief funds criminals had stolen. Charged over 3,000 defendants with crimes, federal districts across the country. But uh, that $1.4, that doesn't really sound like a lot. Over $200 billion from the U.S. government's COVID relief programs were potentially stolen, a federal watchdog said in June, adding that the U.S. Small Business Administration had weakened its controls in a rush to disperse the funds. Sure. Well, it sounds like it was probably, you know, the right thing. It was a good idea at the time. If you watch CNN and MSNBC, they'll tell you that that was a good idea when they did it. And if $200 billion disappeared, you know how many Americans have to work their entire lifetimes to put $200 billion into the coffers? How many? I think probably millions of Americans work their entire lifetimes so that the Small Business Administration and other bureaucracies can just burn it in a funeral pyre. Actually give it to organized crime uh, because this is our government. In September of 2022, the Inspector General for the U.S. Department of Labor said fraudsters likely stole $45.6 billion from the United States unemployment insurance programs during the coronavirus outbreak applying tactics like using social security numbers for deceased individuals. Sure, why would that be a problem? Earlier this year, a separate, a different watchdog group said the U.S. government likely awarded $5.4 billion in COVID-19 aid to people with questionable social security numbers. That's separate. That's a different investigation. Pay no attention to that. $200 billion, $200 billion. That's your Democrat Party. That's your government. They're making it work, aren't they? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I am telling you. Boy, oh boy. Uh, That's great. Hey, wait a minute. It's uh, the root. The root is out after me. It's uh, terrible. Uh, the, 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 they're, they're racist, right? That's one of those race things, one of those race-based. Uh, that's, uh, 
I'll uh, take a look at the root attacking me in a moment because I'm pointing out things that are true, and lefties don't like it when you point out things that are true. You point out that their people are radicals and they're abusing their power. Um, pretty amazing stuff. Now, I read the headline, but I didn't get to the story earlier on the, the Intercept. The Intercept has a story. Georgia GOP gears up to remove Atlanta prosecutor who indicted Donald Trump. Lawmakers invoke a new law that's supposed to target reform DAs. The real targets are black Democrats. Everything's always race with them, isn't it? You notice how racist the Democrat Party is? They were the Confederate States of America and Jefferson Davis. And now they're tearing down all the statues of their Democrats from yesteryear. A little over a week after a prosecutor in Georgia indicted former President Donald Trump for trying to overturn the results of the state's 2020 presidential election. Well, he was calling into question some of the issues that uh, were apparent in the state of Georgia. And they convert that to trying to overturn the election. Uh, Terry McAuliffe tried to, as the DNC chair, tried to overturn the 2000 election. And then he tried to overturn the 2004 election. Hillary Clinton still says the 2016 election was stolen. Republicans said they will use a new law to remove her from office. In May, Republican Governor Brian Kemp Kemp signed into law uh, a, a, a new law that created a new commission of political appointees with the power to remove and discipline elected prosecutors over decisions or policies to not prosecute certain offenses. That's because these Democrats, they put murderers and criminals back out on the street. They like doing that. The law seeks to limit or restrict reform-minded prosecutors. The Intercept, this is a radical left-wing story here. In the case of Fulton County, which includes Atlanta, though, District Attorney Fannie Willis is not even known as much of a reformer. Yeah, that's not really the central word here, reformer. Instead, Republican lawmakers set their sights on Willis for another reason, prosecuting the wrong person. Oh, you mean uh, creating a national crisis by ginning up fake crimes and using her position for political purposes? So this is the, uh, they're just completely uh, nuts. The left is, is berserk. Stop burning our cities. Stop shooting people. In a Facebook post on Monday, State Senator Clint Dixon, a Republican, said Willis was indicting Trump because of, quote, an unabashed goal to become some sort of leftist celebrity, end quote. That's true. And should be investigated for using the justice system against her political opponents. Uh, what are the, the, the Intercept will not get into the, the spike in the homicide rates uh, under her, her tutelage. She's got tutelage, you know, just, uh, just amazing. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. You're a Democrat party. Aren't they amazing? All right, let's, uh, and uh, she should be removed. She should, uh, obviously. I mean, please, come on. All right, let's, uh, let's go to a telephone call. What do you say? It's our, it's our three. It's Friday. There's a lot of stuff going on. Oh, before we go to a telephone call, let's, let's, uh, let's let Jake Tapper he- have his uh, moment in the sun, shall we? Because Jake Tapper on CNN, he was a Democrat uh, Capitol Hill staffer. Um, he worked for a Democrat member of Congress from Pennsylvania. Uh, that member of Congress's son married Chelsea Clinton. Uh, that member of Congress's husband was also a member of Congress. He went to prison for corruption. 
Uh, but um, pay no attention to that because it's all in the party. It's a great big hot tub, and everybody's drunk. Here's Jake Tapper and Dana Besh and Jamie Gangell. Jake, as we were discussing earlier, they did provide in the records his height and weight, mm-hmm. six foot three, 215 pounds. Did, so it's out there. 215 pounds. So it's out there. So it's out but there. did they, have, did they <laughs> say that they took it because we were told that he filled out some papers ahead of time? I don't think they put him. It where, look like they put him on yeah. a scale. No. The, I, my, they my didn't put him on a scale. He was given... Uh, the ability to fill out some paperwork ahead of time, so including it's out there. his weight. And he I put down, and he filled out, Donald Trump said I, that he weighs 250 I was pounds. not there, but. It's a self-reporting. But it's she a self-reporting. She wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. So he's lost 25 pounds since he was president, is, is what we're understanding. <laughs> Dana Bash's ex-husband, Jeremy Bash, is one of the frauds that signed on to that felonious 51 letter from the fake intelligence community um, spearheaded by Mike Morell and the communist voting penitentiary face John Brennan. This is what they're talking about at CNN. Uh, they did put down President Trump's height as 6'3". They did put down his weight as 215 pounds. And CNN is going to, they're going to stand up an investigative unit to get to the bottom of this. The Washington Post buried deep in the bowels of their paper today has a story answering a weighty question, colon. There's their colon again. Biden's booking records might not be to scale. They're all very focused on this. See, the news media, right? And they've got Amy Gardner, a Democrat shill, uh, working for the front group for the Democrat Party known as the Washington Post. Former President Donald Trump surrendered at the Fulton County Jail isn't there a Johnny Cash song that we could do in here? He should he probably should have written a letter, a letter from the Fulton County Jail, you know, MLK style. What do you think? But the Washington Post says, you know, that the 6'3 six, uh, six, and 215 pounds, the numbers may not be reliable. They're all in the same. It's a circle fest in a hot tub like never before. And while booking records of those co-defendants because how many now? I think 11 of the 19 that Fanny, the radical Willis, has uh, put on trial. They've come in and had their mugshots taken. And, and while the booking records of those co-defendants list each person's height, weight, race, hair color, and eye color, it's clear that many of the statistics were wrong. See, it turns out that uh, they've got... Uh, a bunch of them, David Schaefer, for instance, former GOP chairman, who was charged in connection with his role organizing the meeting of an alternative slate of presidential electors, which is perfectly legal, is listed on his booking record as standing five foot five and weighing 150 pounds with black hair and blue eyes. Public appearances show Schaefer to be taller and more heavy set than that, with gray hair and brown eyes. So they check into the jail, and the Democrats are so inept and so incompetent that three people have died in the jail this month. Fifteen died in the jail last year. Recently, a man died from complete neglect, and his body was covered with bites from bed bugs that were considered to be one of the tr- contributing causes of his death, right? And then you check in, and even the Washington Post has to say, wait a minute. He's not five foot five and 150 pounds. He doesn't have black hair. He doesn't have bl- uh, uh, blue eyes. 
Uh, he's got gray hair and brown eyes, and they just wrote this down a couple of days ago. This is what a train wreck these people are. And it goes on from there. Another alternate elector charged in the case. Kathy Latham is listed with blonde or strawberry blonde hair. Latham's hair is gray, the Washington Post reports. In the case of former Trump personal attorney Rudy Giuliani, you know, the mayor of New York, former U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York that disbanded the mafia in New York and cleaned up New York City, you know him, surrendered on Wednesday. Jail records initially listed him at five foot nine, 180 pounds. But later the same day, the number had been changed with not, without explanation to five foot 11 and 230 pounds. I was talking to Rudy Giuliani about a month ago and hanging out with him at Newsmax. He's nowhere near 230 pounds. He may or may not be five foot 11, probably not. So uh, this is this is what's going on in that jail. It should probably be closed for the good of mankind. The individual said the sheriff's staff did not ask for the defendant's height or weight, nor was the person asked to step on a scale. These numbers did appear on the person's booking report, but they didn't match the person's profile or their driver's license. And the individual has no idea where all this information came from. This is your Democrat Party. This, I mean, they can't, the most basic of things, and they can't get anything, just the simplest things, hair color, eye color, height, weight, no scale, take a guess, Every day is an IQ test. We're looking at the document. Uh, white yeah, male, white male. 6'3", 215 pounds, hair, blonde or strawberry, eyes blue. Did he fill that out as too, blonde or strawberry? Uh, or is that... I think all of this was... Uh, how does that... How does, that, how does strawberry end up on a blue well, sheet? That's a good question. Not, not something I would... Strawberry blonde. I, okay, I've never seen strawberry as an option on any, <laughs> on any form. Well, it's Democrats, Jake and Dana... And uh, who's the other dimwit? Jamie Gangel. Oh, ja- Jamie Gangel. This is what CNN is pursuing. You know, this is this is more incompetence by your Democrats, and they're trying to pin it on Trump, of course, because you know. Hey, uh, in breaking news today, President Biden's plan to introduce a digital dollar is already underway, and it's very important to understand the potential consequences here. Contrary to their claims, of course, this is not in your best interest or anyone's best interest, except the state, of course. Time is of the essence, so taking action now is a really great idea if you'd like to protect your savings and your retirement. You can help protect your savings from the risk of the digital dollar by diversifying with gold and silver IRAs. Today is a good day to call the experts at American Alternative Assets and get smart On this very important subject, call them at 888-4-GOLD-20, 888-446-5360, for guidance on safeguarding your retirement savings. Say no to Joe Biden's scheme, his digital dollar. Call 888-4-GOLD-20, 888-446-5360. Call them today. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Seek your own legal tax investment and financial advice before opening an account. That's our media, the most corrupt institution in the country. Boy, oh boy. I got a whole lot more coming up. And uh, a couple of things, uh, you know, uh, 
unrelated to politics and, and all these crazy Democrats like Carlos Santana, for example. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Freedom News TV. Freedom News TV interviewed some people outside of the jail yesterday. Uh, Black people that came out to support President Trump People wearing Blacks for Trump t-shirts, white t-shirts that said Blacks for Trump. And uh, this man was wearing a t-shirt that had the N-word on it, um, N-word for Trump, all right? Uh, And uh, he's a black guy. And he was asked, what are you doing here? I'm here to support President Trump. You want to know why I'm here to support President Trump? Yes. Because they done did black men like this for decades. Make up charges and put them so I know Trump is innocent. I support Trump against this corrupt, two-tiered justice system. I, uh, he was, they had to blur out his T-shirt, had the, uh, the N-word. But it ends with an A, you know, which makes it okay again, I think, doesn't it? So uh, this guy was out there, and a bunch of black people in uh, blacks for Trump and then uh, N-word for Trump. Uh, and, uh, and this guy's no nonsense. What do you think about the indictments? Oh, it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> it's going around the country. You know, Fanny, Fanny Willis, she's, uh, uh, she went to school with my sister. She's full of She went to school with my sister. <laughs> <laughs> it's a small country. She went to school with my sister. <laughs> and he's wearing his N-words for Trump T-shirt. Um, <laughs> uh, CNN didn't show that. CNN didn't talk to him. CNN didn't show any of the people blacks for Trump. NBC didn't show any of those people. They didn't talk to this guy. His sister went to school with Fannie Willis. That would warrant a couple of follow-up questions if, uh, if I were doing the interview we've got more and legal stuff coming up she went to school with my sister she full of afford anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls how to refine your mental models and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. The county of Maui in Hawaii last night released a list of people unaccounted for in the Maui fire and at this point, I suppose presumed dead, a list of 388 individuals who have been reported unaccounted for following the Lahaina wildfire disaster, which was August 8th. They've been very, very slow. Glacial 
if you will, in Maui, Hawaii, in getting their act together on this. And Maui Police Department needs the public's help in providing information on anyone who is reported unaccounted for and whose name is still on the list. Now, they've been talking about 850 missing or unaccounted for. Some are still putting the number at over 1,000, but this is an official list, and the number is 388. It doesn't mean that there aren't 700 more. It means that these are people that have officially been uh, brought to the attention of the police as unaccounted for. And uh, let me say that there are, going through the list of names, a great many native names, uh, native Hawaiian names and, and so on. And that, uh, that announcement by the county uh, of Maui reminds me of a story in the Seattle Times that a leftist wrote, this radical, lunatic, leftist, typist for the crazy left named Naomi Ishisaka, Naomi Ishisaka, Japanese name, in Seattle. And she is uh, writing for, for the Seattle Times, and she, she blames colonialism. She, <laughs> because they're all living in centuries gone by. They're all, they're all completely nuts. Join us here in the 21st century. Uh, colonialism? I'm sorry, Ishisaka? Japanese name, the rape of Nanking, the plundering of the Korean Peninsula, uh, the uh, routing of all of Asia a generation ago where 50 million were killed, uh, what you did in the Philippines, the Japanese, please, colonialism. Hey, you like electricity? Then you like colonialism. After devastating Maui fires, let's center people, not tourism. Let's center as a verb, people, not tourism. To understand the roots of the tragedy in Maui, you have to take a long look back, okay? Well, as a matter of fact, taking a long look back, you could take a look to five years ago in 2018 when there was a big fire there and the siren was not sounded and there was no water in the fire hydrants and the response was flat-footed and dangerous and there were town meetings, and people were outraged, and there were promises from the Democrats running the place that, you know, some of these positions actually they're a nonpartisan, like the mayor of Maui is a nonpartisan. You don't run as a Republican or a Democrat because everybody knows you're a Democrat. So it's like, why bother? There are no Republicans running. Um, but five years ago, the big fire in Maui uh, sounded the alarm, except the alarm didn't sound. And the people were furious and said, well, we got to fix all this. And there were vows to fix the water issues and the fire hydrants and the siren. And then, of course, this fire came along weeks ago, and they didn't fix anything. So uh, Naomi uh, Ishisaka uh, says, uh, you know, the story begins way, 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 way back. It's like it's a mad, 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 mad world. Before this fire, and the fire is yet another symptom of a much deeper problem said Michael Spencer, the first native Hawaiian dean of the University of Washington School of Social Work. She went to Washington to, to get uh, this guy. And uh, she goes on and on about the, uh, the fire. And she talks about colonialism and the white man because, you know, that's the problem, I guess, is the, is the, the white man um, and electricity and stuff. So she uh, said the leader of the independent kingdom of, uh, of Hawaii'i, and she does, you know, apostrophes and separates the eyes and said, the land of subsequent colonization, 
colonization. Is that is that really the problem here? Sure, of course it is. Out of respect for the previously banned Hawaiian language, we are using diacritical marks in this column that more accurately convey meaning and pronunciation, or not. As is the case in so many other parts of the world and the rest of the United States, settler colonialism altered more than the Hawaiian people and culture. The history has also transformed the land from one of interdependence and sustainability to one of resource extraction and fragility. Well, uh, they were extracting the resources that they needed at the time, too. Pretty amazing. So they talk about, like many colonized indigenous peoples, disproportionately experience a high rate of poverty, not in this town, incarceration, poor health, and other challenges. All of that has nothing to do with what we're talking about here, of course. But this is the this is the left and this woman. Honestly, let's talk about Japanese colonization, shall we? Want to talk about that? What did they bring? Shall we? I uh, visited a fort in Manila in the Philippines, across from the Manila Hotel, which was General MacArthur's headquarters. Headquarters, and then the Japanese took it over and killed everybody. And there's a fort across the street that had been built by the Spanish. There are dungeons on the lower level where the Japanese dragged thousands of Filipinos that were resisting the Japanese invaders. And they threw them in these underground dungeons, and then they put fire hoses in there and flooded them and drowned them like rats. Then they had, by the thousands, then they had other Filipinos come in and drag the bodies out, and then they filled the dungeons again and then flooded them with water again and uh, drowned them like rats. Uh, but uh, thanks for your contribution on colonialism. And by the way, that was in the 1940s not in the, you know, 1700s, but that's okay. You're a Democrat party. Uh, let's get to a uh, legal guy, because I like this uh, legal guy. Uh, Sam Dewey is a, uh, a Harvard lawyer. A, uh, he was the what, senior editor of the Harvard Law Review, I believe, and uh, that uh, he's an investigator for uh, uh, Congress, the House and the Senate, Capitol Hill. And uh, Sam Dewey, a smart guy on the subject, was talking about the charges. He was on very early this morning, right, on uh, the Fox News Channel. And I was watching him for you so you could sleep in. And Sam Dewey laid out a couple of his thoughts, and he sounded a little like me at one point, uh, I've got to say. Um, but talking about charging a former president to the United States, bringing such glee to the Jake Teppers of the world, the Dana Bashes of the world, the Rachel Maddows of the world, you guys should start burning police cars again. It's Friday, after all. So uh, here's a lawyer, Harvard Law Review, and uh, now an investigator, um, big-time Washington lawyer, Sam Dewey. I mean, look, if you're going to charge a former president with a crime and put the country through that, you should have overwhelming proof of a clear crime. Think, for example, there was a bribe, cash was exchanged for an official act. Biden. An old classic case of corruption with very clear proof. We're about as far from that as you can be. How about, uh, for example, uh, the Biden family gets millions of dollars from the head of Burisma, and then Joe Biden demands that the country fire the senior prosecutor that is investigating corruption at Burisma. And it turns out the corruption at Burisma goes right into the Biden family's bank accounts, something like that, because bribery is one of the specifically impeachable offenses articulated 
in the Constitution. Here is uh, Sam Dewey talking about the the ridiculousness of uh, of these Atlanta indictments. The legal theories range from extremely tenuous to absolutely absurd, and the evidence are acts that if you if you look at them. Why aren't, uh, you know, Stacey, why isn't Stacey Abrams being charged? Why isn't Hillary Clinton being charged? Why aren't a bunch of Democratic uh, members and party effort checks getting charged when they challenged the 2016, the 2000, the 2004 election results? See, he does sound like me, doesn't he? I, I didn't actually attend the Harvard School of Law, um, but I have been raising those points for quite some time now, haven't I? Yes, I have. And uh, from the tenuous to the absurd, he says, a Harvard Law Review. And, um, you know, why not Stacey Abrams? Why not not Hillary Clinton? Why not charge the 2000 election? Uh, And that's exactly right, because we have two systems of justice, and uh, one of them is very, very corrupt. And radical extremists man the ramparts there. Sam Dewey. It's just so out in left field, and it's just a transparent misuse of the criminal justice system. Yes, it is. Um, that's good stuff, and he's absolutely right, and and uh, not just because he sounds like me. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to the telephones. Let's see. Let's go to David calling from Madison, Indiana, not Madison, Wisconsin, Madison, Indiana. David, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Thanks, Chris, for taking my call. You betcha. Uh, This morning, uh, my wife and I, we ordered uh, two of the uh, uh, long-sleeve shirts from the uh, uh, Trump Association with his mugshot, and uh, it says, uh, never surrender. Uh And uh, so (laughs) we ordered them, and then... uh, Less than a minute later, I get a call from my bank, and they're asking me, uh, can you verify that that you made this purchase? And so I did verify it, and then I got to thinking about it, and that's the first time this has ever happened, and I've been with this bank for 20 years. Wow. And so we called the home office, and I talked to a lady there, and I said, why, uh, after 20 years, did you uh, did did you feel necessary to verify this? Well, uh, we we want to make sure that these purchases are are uh, uh, you know on the up and up, and uh, uh, so so we check that, especially if if you haven't used this particular website before. And I said, uh, so you're referring to you you think there's something wrong with the Trump website? And she said, well, I don't know. She said, let me transfer you to somebody. (laughs) She transfers me me to another lady. And uh, uh, she said, well, uh, we have to verify these things, and it's in our system to uh, go in and check to see if there's a problem. And I said, well, I don't have a problem. I said, evidently you do. I said, we order... Uh, we order my wife's uh, blood pressure medicine from a company in New Zealand because it's it's uh, uh, much cheaper and it's the same medicine you get here. It's just half the price, and 
I said, I, I, I really, I don't have a problem. Evidently, you do. She said, well, uh, they're going to uh, red flag your account. What? Yeah. Now, and, uh, now, when, how did we get from there to there? I, I have no idea, Chris. I have absolutely no idea. But I'm going to go up to my uh, local bank here, and I'm going to talk to the manager and say, tell me if my account's been red flagged. And if it has, then that will be uh, the last thing I do with uh, First Financial Bank. Wow. And I, I told, uh, the last thing I told the lady, I said, well, you and your comrades have a good day. Wow. 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 That is an Why? amazing story. Yes, it is. I, I still can't believe it. You know, I've been with this bank for over 20 years. I'm a retired police officer. Whoa. <laughs> Man. Oh, man, this is unbelievable. David, I am so glad you called in with this story. That is extraordinary. And give me the name of the, the name. I don't want to get it wrong. The name of the bank again? It's First Financial. Wow. Um, and, and they actually just told you right out. You called and you said, well, what is, why? And they said, well, we're red flagging your account because you ordered yeah. a T-shirt and uh, or T-shirts from the Donald yeah. Trump website, and now yeah, you've been, like, like, you know, red. The color red is appropriate in this context. Yeah, yes, it is. Yeah, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, I mean, do they think that the the Trump website is some nefarious outfit? <laughs> you know. Wow, that is an amazing story. Yes, um, it is. I, 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 you know, David. It's a sad story. It is a, it's an amazing and tragic and un-American story. And I, and as the, if there are any developments on this going forward, David, I would, I would appreciate it if you would call back in and update us on this because this is nuts. And, and let me say, I can, we could do another test. I don't want to drain your bank account or anything, but you could go to the Chris, you could go to the Chris Plant store. (laughs) And we have, and we have the Trump mugshot, uh, uh, t-shirts and coffee mugs, and and it says the left is coming for your rights. Okay, the left is yeah. coming for your rights. Yeah. Now, yeah, I know. Now I don't want to, you know, you don't have to, you know, break the bank. Uh, but I I wonder if they're red flagging. It's just I guess because it's got Trump's name. Um, but that is a very disturbing, a very disturbing story. And I wonder if yes, there isn't is. some uh, government agency. Um, Boy, I yet maybe. Do you have any local media that uh, that's on the side of the United States of America, TV station or something? Because you should. No, we don't. No, we we're, don't. We're a very small community. Wow, that is that's amazing. Um, yes, it is. I'm I'm waiting for the uh, the black limousines to pull up in front of my house. Now I don't know. <laughs> wow, I'm telling you, there's uh, there's something terribly wrong in our country, David. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. And we better get it straightened out. We better get it straightened out. David, God bless you. Thank, thank you for your time as a police officer. Uh, God bless you, and I'm, I'm saluting you, sir. I'm saluting you. Newsweek magazine is reporting that there may be some secret 
plot by President Trump to sell Mar-a-Lago in uh, Florida. And they're uh, ginning up all kinds of conspiracy theories about it. Uh, If true, as the Democrats like to say. Newsweek magazine Donald Trump sold Mar-a-Lago before arrest, listing claims. Listing claims. So uh, Zillow listing claimed to have shown that Donald Trump has sold his signature Mar-a-Lago luxury residence in Florida. The listing claimed the resort was purchased on August 4th, weeks before the former president voluntarily turned himself in at the Fulton County Jail. Johnny Cash, Martin Luther King. In Georgia, where he was booked on 13 felony counts by a radical leftist raised by a radical father. Now, if true, and, you know, who knows, um, the only thing that occurred to me is the the desire uh, on the part of any political ticket to not have a president and vice president from the same state for uh, electoral college purposes, and and I'm going to have to do more homework on it to get any further into it than that. Um, man, oh man. Also, you know, the Democrats, they're coming back with their mask mandates, and they're, uh, there are more and more colleges coming up with their mask mandates and their vaccine mandates, too. Um, and that is, uh, that's going to, uh, that's going to annoy a lot of people, I think. Um, just amazing stuff. Also, there is a, uh, uh, funny story, The Intercept, Atlanta officials unveil onerous verification requirement for cop city referendum. The left has been collecting signatures to do away with a police training center because they're anti-police. And they're verifying each and every signature and all the addresses and making sure they're all authentic. Uh, if only they had done that for election day, maybe we'd be living in a different country. Then there's that business in San Francisco that doesn't serve police officers. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.